it's Red Rover. All right, Rovers, welcome to another episode coming at you from another episode Los Angeles, California. Catfish Studios. <laughs> Catfish Studios. Guys, we are here today to wrap up our... Um, back to school, or build back to school and then summer... Spectaculars, right? No, we did summer spectaculars. We did summer spectaculars. Yeah, this is this was our kind of (laughs) our 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 high school remembrance. Yeah, nostalgia. Back Uh to school. Honoring the absurdity that was high school. Exactly. Exactly. For some of you, is high school. (laughs) Yeah. So so yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, Last week, I gave freaks and geeks. Yeah. Two thumbs up. Three I was gonna thumbs. say like a thumb and a half. It's a not a good to hit. measure things in thumbs. It just <laughs> doesn't sound right. Um, Medium place. I gave it like maybe three and a half stars out of five, or okay. a seven out of ten, or a... I, three three out of five makes me feel better. Okay. Seven okay. out of ten just seems really? like a longer way oh. away for some reason. It's a, it's a fresh tomato or whatever they say. Certified Fresh? Yeah, yeah. Certified. Not my favorite show in the world, but certified. I I do, I need to go back and watch the whole thing, I think. Um, So hopefully I'll do that. And now we have come to the moment of truth. Which, okay. So my homework was to watch My my So-Called Life. You gave me the pilot, season one, episode one. You gave me um, episode five and then episode 11. Which was uh, Life of Brian, mm-hmm. which you probably figured would be my favorite episode. Yeah. So I, it's like I did enjoy Life of Brian. I thought, but it's like okay, I, I enjoyed it, but while I was enjoying it, I felt bad because like oh, okay, the one episode that centers around a boy, like suddenly I'm like intrigued, I'm like oh now I, now I care about this show. So I'm like oh god, what's wrong with me? And so making <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm all like okay. you know involved and whatnot. It's like nope, nope. Uh, because it's but like... But that doesn't have to be why, you know? I well, mean... Well, let's, let's dissect. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's get your fi- overall on the show. Your I mean, oh, lukewarm okay. or... Overall, like, what's worth... I'm like Anakin warm. <laughs> Peter! <laughs> Did you hear that? You gotta write that down. Oh, man. Because it's like, okay, first of all... I was alive while this show was on air. I remember seeing like the like ads for it and stuff, and I was just like, nope. And now here I am, X amount of like you know, it's decades later, mm-hmm. however long it's been, mm-hmm. and I'm just like going into it, I'm like, no. But you know, you and your husband were very much like, oh, you're gonna love it, Jared Leto, um, Claire Danes. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be so good. And I'm and I and I had my opinions on it, mm. just by like, what it looked like, and I wasn't wrong. It's like it comes in, it's like you come in on the pilot and it's just kind of like, <sighs> like that's everything about Claire Danes. Ugh, <sighs> ugh, I hate my mom. Ugh, my dad's cool, but uh, we don't get along anymore. It's like, oh, this? Okay, I mean, it's like, I feel like the, the appeal of the show was probably at the time, it was the only show that was 100% authentic teenager yeah that's what it is yeah it was that's why it's boring because it's like 90210 you come in and there's like there's an escape there's an escapist aspect Mm. or escapism aspect it's like you know in the in the pilot for uh, 90210 kelly not kelly uh yeah kelly well yeah kelly brendan toy spelling sneak into a sneak into a, a bar 
and um, Kelly winds up dating not Kelly Brenda winds up dating like this this 20 year old guy and she's in high school and like the whole episode's about her like trying to hide her age and it was like really like oh man what's she gonna do there was like some high drama my so-called life is low drama there's like the most dramatic part I feel like for Claire Danes was in the episode again my favorite episode because so much to me happened Mm. it's like by this point this this um she has this huge major crush on the king of lean of leaning Jared Leto, aka what is it, Cat something Catalano? I wish I had, wait, what was Jordan Catalano. Jordan Catalano. Did you call him the king of leaning on yeah, things? Yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's how they, that's how you describe him in the pilot. <laughs> it's like he leans back on his locker and he just shuts his eyes, and Claire Danes is just like he's dreaming. It's though. like he has to shut his eyes because everything around him just hurts. It hurts to it hurts to look at or something like that. Which then kind of folds into like later when they. Um, must have been the second episode and also the first episode when they go to I guess they were trying to sneak into a club but they wind up just like drinking in the parking lot waiting for somebody and then um see it's not like Buffy like 16 year olds can't just get into clubs yeah but Buffy like the Bronx (laughs) is an all ages club which does exist I will always defend that I've never been to one but I, I know there is one somewhere in Houston but um it's just and Buffy was like Ugh, whatever. Okay, okay. Because Buffy was like my so-called life with vampires, and that made all the difference to me. Mm. It's like my so my so-called life. Yeah, it's it's not a bad show. Mm. It's just like I feel like if you're not a teenage girl, I'm not sure mm. how appealing it's gonna be because I feel because like just in retrospect, like like this the stories I've heard from you know female friends about like when I was a teenager, me and my mom used to fight all the time. Right. Because it's just like. Just like something about like I don't, it was just like just natural conflict. Yeah, you're trying to grow up. She's trying to keep you down. Like you're too similar. Blah blah blah. Being a woman, like stuff I don't inherently understand. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and they're they're doing that on this show. Mm-hmm. And so for that, like I don't know if it won any Emmys or not, but it's like okay, it's a very honest show. Right. And I I did appreciate it for that. But the thing about being a teenager is it's boring to watch. Because when you are a teenager, you're just kind of like, you're kind of locked out of society. Mm. It's like high school is your whole life. And who cares about high school? Like after, after a certain point, if you're not in high school, that's fair. high school doesn't mean anything. That's fair. So that's why it's like when you go back to 90210 shows, they add all this crazy crap in. Like you, add, you mm. have to add vampires into high school just so that it can be as crazy as you remember. Because otherwise it is just you having a crush on the girl or guy a couple lockers down and then just like oh what do I say ugh biology who cares ugh and Frank ugh at least she got locked in a, in a house with this guy she's like for three years which I thought was kind of funny and like I guess there is a silver lining <laughs> to World War II <laughs> well, get okay I think <laughs> yeah I think that's a good a good example <laughs> though of how the show does like like everything you're saying it gets that when you're a teenager you you make these kind of you're overly dramatic yeah you know and i think that's what it's doing right like she's comparing herself to anne frank Mm -hmm. like and that is ridiculous but like what you're saying like when you're in it when you're in high school when you are a teenager and your hormones are just starting to fire and you're starting to like fall in love or lust or whatever for the first time there's nothing else you can think about and like the whole world you want to put it in the perspective of the problems you're having. Right, you know? right, right. 
So I think the show is really good at that. I, I, I think the only thing, I think you're describing it really well. And yeah, 90210 shows like that have like this added soap opera element. Right. Whereas this show is all about like your, your, in, the internal life mm-hmm. of the characters and what they're thinking and all the angst they're feeling. Lots and, of inner monologue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, but also I feel like the one thing that you're not appreciating, and this is purely subjective, so if you don't appreciate it, the whole grunge, emo, uh, 90s-ness of it. Yeah, like, no, you know, I, yeah. I was into that for a while. It wasn't I mean, like everything to me, but I definitely, you know, wore some flannel, you know, <laughs> had my Doc Martens, wanted to dye my hair red like Angela. My mom would not let me, so there's a mother-daughter conflict right there. It... Okay, okay. Because we were talking about Freaks and Geeks last week mm-hmm. and about the truth of the characters and the way that they looked versus your typical high school show. Okay, yeah, that's With true. With my that's so-called true. life, they uh-huh. did look like teenagers. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was uh, there was some 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 body diversity again. Like I'm coming back to that that um, mm-hmm. life of Brian, mm-hmm. where the girl that has a crush on him is not like skinny like Claire Danes. Mm-hmm. And then there's the episode, oh, the zit, where Claire Danes mm-hmm. has a zit, and it's all about. You know, her being self-conscious and not thinking that she's beautiful. Yeah. Now, there's, like, this misfire, this, like, 10-second misfire where they try and equate her self-conscious feelings with, like, this Malcolm X speech. (laughs) It's like, I was like, oh, my God. And it was like, they could have just, like, I don't know, I don't know if it's, like, because it's on Hulu. Mm. It's the director's cut, so they added that back in because you didn't need it. Yeah. And it completely, like, yeah. it didn't fit in with, like, the rest of the story. Because it's, like, you're literally watching, like, three black teenagers not along in, like, I guess, history class or sociology class. To this, to you're listening to Malcolm talk about just, like, you know, um, really, like, European beauty standards. Uh-huh. And, like, how, how it is to be uh, black uh-huh. and American and not be beautiful. Like, they're, like, they're these three black teenagers. Like, the camera's panning. They're nodding along. Then it lands on Claire Danes and her zit. And I was just like, what? And I had to look up, like, who is this Winnie? Who is Winnie? What's her face who created this show? And folks, she ain't Shonda Rhimes. That's all I'm going to say on that. So I was like, they could just cut that from the show. Everything would have been fine. Because later on, like, that model shows up in her imagination. And they have the conversation. And then she has a great conversation with her mom. And her mom's so awesome. Her mother being beautiful. Her, her parents tried. Yeah. Her parents given yeah. like honestly tried. I did mm-hmm. I did like that. Mm-hmm. And again, very, very honest, um, very honest show. Yeah. And like um I wanna go I wanna go to that, that third episode, episode eleven, uh, Life of Brian. Right. Um, just because his inner monologue is like, Oh, I remember that day perfectly. It was a Wednesday in September, whatever, whatever, and there was this girl and that sort of thing. Like that I immediately grasped onto. Um, the thing that I my favorite thing about the show was Brian and uh, Ricky becoming friends. Uh huh. Ricky is they. He's presented to me as like he's he's gay. He's right. this gay. I thought he was. I thought he was a black kid, but I looked him up, and he's um he's Puerto Rican. The mm-hmm. the actor is Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. and so you know he's he's a brown kid, and, and um you know he's he's up front. He's with the rest of the kids doing stuff. He's also um. I don't know. He's got he's got his earrings in. He wears his eyeliner. He talks about why he wears the eyeliner. The other kids don't bother him about it. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that was like really progressive, and I like that. Mm-hmm. And there are these two moments when Ricky is um, speaking to Claire Danes' mom on the show. 
And the one is like one is when like um, they they meet the first time in the pilot. Right. And he's like, "You have a lovely home." She's like, "Uh, thanks." And then later on, she's describing Ricky to her husband mm. as just like he's confused, this and that, and all this. And I was like, "Oh, okay." Again, honest. Mm-hmm. And then later on, there's an episode where um, Claire Danes' mom wants to enter them in like this fashion show, and she's making this dress. Um, as it pertains to this specific style of some French somebody, I think, and Claire Danes and nobody else appreciates it, but then Ricky walks in and sees it. Oh, that reminds me of, and he drops that name, and the mom, uh, and there's kind of this connection for a second. Right. The mom's like, oh, hey, right. you know, maybe this kid isn't like whatever. Um, and there's also this part where he has this conversation with like the bad girl of the school who is. Um, uh, Rayanne. Rayanne. Well, not just the, the bad bathroom, girl of the school, but Angela's best friend. Her her new best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, spoilers. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, um, and they're in the bathroom, and he's talking about how it's kind of like in Mean Girls, where the, the gay BFF follows the girls into the bathroom, and they're, they're doing right. their thing, and nobody says anything. Mm-hmm. But apparently, it's maybe it happened, like, earlier in an episode, or, like, um... Somewhere in another episode where it's like maybe somebody said something to him about like, why are you in the girl's bathroom? Do you want to be a girl? Are you trying to are you trying to transition or something like that? Yeah. And I might be using like more modern terms than what's used in the show. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so later on he goes into the, the, the guy's room and, you know, nobody kicks his ass or anything like that. Like uh, Brian actually gives him kind of a funny look. That's like their first interaction. Mm. And uh, Ricky says to him, like, where am I supposed to pee? Yeah. And I was like, all right. And then later on, like they're they're buddies, and I, yeah. I really I really like that, and like and it's like yeah. um, Brian never like is ne- never does never says anything stupid to Ricky, and they have like really nice conversations. Right. There's kind of that that um, misfire at the dance um, in uh, in the in episode eleven, but that's more because Brian has a crush on Claire Danes, right. and is trying to capitalize on this opportunity to. Go to her, go with her to the dance, mm-hmm. and he and like there was this really great moment where um, Brian essentially, this girl has a, this new girl has a crush on him. He asks her to the dance. Then Claire Danes asks him kind of for a ride to the dance, so he breaks it off with this other girl, um, not Daphne, something I don't know. Let's call her Daphne, and so of course the whole thing um, breaks down because Claire Danes is not into him. Yeah, so. Um, he's later kind of on, the filler. It's 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 a very for me. It's like a the, very the pretty and pink. Guy. He's the yeah. ducky. And so later on, he goes to apologize mm. to the to, to Daphne, and and she kind of gets pulled into another group, and like he he gets left mm-hmm. kind of without like um, that closure, that satisfaction of like being the nice guy. It's like you know you, you are harmless. Right. You're not you're not the nice guy. Right. And then Ricky and Daphne just get down on the dance floor. It was awesome. But then you're also like, wait a minute, is that girl's boyfriend like into Ricky right now? Because he was watching and kind of grooving. And I was like, hmm. They, they <laughs> yeah, they're multidimensional, you know, the characters. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I, I feel like from that last little part. So this but is Jared your favorite Leto episode. Sucks in this show. Mm. He sucks. Like I thought you guys, I thought he was gonna be like something. Like have okay, everyone. Let's say everyone has dick. Okay, Jared well, Leto, do not. He's well, let me tell you, when I was assigning you the episodes, yeah. I knew I wanted to assign you the pilot. I knew okay. I wanted to assign you Life of Brian. Those were set. Yeah. But I was really, really conflicted about the 
well, the third episode, the middle episode. Yeah, so I had the one five. about okay. the pimple. The uh, zit. Yeah, 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 the yeah. zit. Okay. okay. And so that kind of shows, you know, her relationship with like herself and her yeah. self esteem. So that's pretty important. But then there's another episode called okay. uh, "Why Jordan Can't Read." I know, and it seems so cliche. Is he dyslexic? Because it's Is like that, that trope of yeah. like, yeah, 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 exactly. So he can't read, and he's like ashamed of it. Yeah. and she. But you know, you there are there are episodes. I feel like none of these episodes really showcase him, yeah. and I feel like for a lot of the series, he is just kind of like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's the he's the fantasy. Yeah. So it's it's not even so much about there's another episode where um, they're when when they're kind of together and he's like pressuring her to have sex and she doesn't know if she's ready or not. So, you know, what what I like about my so-called life is it's really it's about Angela for the most part, except for life of Brian. But mm-hmm. see, I don't think you should feel bad about like being into that episode because it's just the one-off episode that's like let's okay. look at all the relationships from a different perspective okay you know okay. I-, I think so but, but for the most part the show is about you know Angela's feelings what yeah. Angela wants in life yeah. she's figuring that out and so yeah Jordan Catalano I mean it was more that's just like when everyone realized like oh my god there is this beautiful man that exists that his name is Jared Leto <laughs> Let's all oogle uh, him. Captain Lean. King of Lean. I mean, what, you know, has he ever been... He's, he's been good. He's a good actor. And isn't he, isn't he in a band? Isn't he? He's 30 Seconds to Mars. Yeah, right? he's in a band, too. <laughs> and he's also, um, you know, he's, he's, he's perpetually, like, 30 years old. You know, he's, like, 50-something or something. It's, it's stupid okay. how old Jared Leto is. And okay. he, he looks... Very, very young. I hope he doesn't mess up the new Blade Runner. Oh, I know I, t- in, I uh, always talk about Blade Runner 2049. But uh, yeah, he was in Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's not. He's 45. Ugh. But come on. Not a... Just, man, him as the Joker. Like That's how I know Joker. No, that was horrible. I'm so mad he like, did that. He, he, the thing is, like, he had, a, he had a fine look for the Joker. Mm. Like, he, like... As far as I'm painting his hair green and, yeah. and bleaching his skin or painting his skin or whatever, yeah. like he looked like the, the Joker, classic Joker. Ooh. But then they gave him whatever they gave him to read to, to, to Which say. Which I really want to segue that. Look at all that hair. Okay. I really want to segue that into our second topic of discussion for this episode. But okay. but I oh, want to yeah, say yeah. one more thing about, about my so-called life, um, which is that, oh, this is from the Wikipedia page. Wikipedia page. Yeah. Uh, an online fan campaign attempted to save my so-called life. The first such event in the history of the World Wide Web. Okay. So, you know, j- again, just to give you an idea, like, yeah, this was a very okay. exciting show yeah. when it came out. It was so different. It was so dark. It was, you know, I remember watching it with my parents and it being like, you know, they were talking about like sex and other things, like very honestly and openly. And you know, I get if you don't appreciate the set aesthetic, it is grungy. Yeah, it is angsty. But it was like it's like they just took a cam, like especially the girls' bathroom. <laughs> I've never been in one, but I've right. been in a pub, I've been in a boys' bathroom. Okay, and it's like you high school imagine. bathroom, nap or like napkins, paper towels everywhere. Something's written on every inch of space, right. and was like, "Oh man!" Well, yeah, wow. exactly, and and that's kind of another point, you know, to um, 
contrast it with 90210 mm-hmm. like these aren't yeah. wealthy right. you know they're, they're not have they don't have their Prada bags in school or their high heels like they look like normal you know middle class teenagers or whatever so yeah I thought it was you know did you think it was as good as Freaks and Geeks no it's different um just because I because Freaks and Geeks I feel like it went other places it's more of a comedy yeah and more sitcom with the parents these are like drama parents the parents in um Freaks and Geek are sitcom parents yeah yeah you're right okay drama versus sitcom on those yeah. two okay but I don't I just liked I don't know I, I feel like Freaks and Geeks to me like had more perspectives okay and okay. so it was easy like it's like if I, if I wasn't if I wasn't um, following what Linda Cardellini's character was doing, I was following what her kid brother was doing. Okay. One of those things I understood. Whereas my so-called life... That's fair. It's like I was I was out. I was, you know, on the outside looking in until yeah. life of Brian. Yeah. I wonder, you know, because like you said, you, you were alive during the time the show's portraying and came out. You know, I wonder if you show it to a... 15, 16 year old today you know how they would feel about it because like I think like what you're saying it captures that moment in time mm-hmm. so unless you're really into seeing what that was like honestly I think uh, just just from the episodes that I saw I, it's probably like a timeless show mm. because it's not based around the technology of the time that's true it's based around how she feels and I feel like there's yeah. like every teenager yeah. again like Hits hits those those milestones like there's there is like a specific day you remember. Watch, it's like you watch the pilot, and you'll remember the time you felt that way. Yeah, and you'll you'll remember your high school crush, and it was just that exact thing. I don't care if you if Instagram existed or not, mm-hmm. if you could like hashtag or follow them on Twitter or not. You're still there's all this distance. There's, there's like two lockers mm. of, two lockers apart feels like miles. Aww. That whole thing. Aww, that's, <laughs> that's beautiful. I feel like you just sold my so-called life better than I ever could. Uh, and I mean, the thing is, like, I would not recommend a teenage boy watch the show. Hmm. You didn't get but I would that definitely, gendered. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Interesting. I think. Well, I guess maybe I would if I thought like, okay, you want to know what what women are going through at this age. What they're thinking. Watch my so-called life. Ah, okay. So, but I feel like as, as far as, yeah, I don't It's really interesting. No, no, no. It's just interesting when I think about it, too, because, you know, growing up, mm-hmm. I don't think, like, as a kid or as a teenager, I thought of myself as a feminist, right? Like, during that time, it was kind of different using that word and how people, you know, and I don't think my parents, I mean, of course, they told me I could do anything I wanted. It didn't matter. I was a girl. But, like, now when I think back on all the shows, especially, because I think about my so-called life, I think about Allie McBeal, which we already talked about, (laughs) which isn't perfect by any means, and then I always think of X-Files, Dana Scully. Yeah. So, you know, it's just funny to think that, like, I, I did really gravitate toward those, you know, strong female characters and those shows that I think showed, often showed things from a woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Okay. Um, Some healthy television. Yeah. Yeah, 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 cool. <clears throat> All right, well, yeah, so My So-Called Life, the entire and only season is on Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. Um, and then, guys, we, since we're kind of finished with our topic... Right? Right. I think, I think we did it good. 
on a back this, to school stuff. This still stuff. fits with oh, the no, topic, no. But though. But this still fits yeah. with the topic. That's true. Okay, so we're going to talk about something that just came out that we both saw, but <laughs> yeah. not together. No. That we've been dying to uh, to just talk about. Right. So, guys, um, in the last uh, few weeks, Shamari and I have both seen the Stephen King adaptation, It. Yeah. The new... The new the new one with, uh, was it, is it Peter Skarsgård? No, no, uh, Billy. Billy. I think. Bill, or yeah. Bill Skarsgård. Bill. Maybe I just added the Billy. Yeah, he's, that's, of course, what I was thinking of when you were talking about Jared Leto as the Joker. Okay, yeah. Because, I think this is so true, I, I heard someone say this earlier today, that when if you Google Bill Skarsgård and you just look at him, and he's a very, like, handsome guy, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, dang. Okay. Um, and then when you see Pennywise the Clown, right, you don't necessarily put them together. But then again, actually, you can – there's something – so much of him in Pennywise. Yeah. Right. Like, apparently the creepy smile is something he used to use on his brothers as a kid. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. chilly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so we both saw It, um, and It has made a ton of money. Apparently it made more money its opening weekend than Wonder Woman or, like, a lot okay. of summer movies. Well, okay, okay. I, it's just interesting to me. Like, people are lining up to see It. Because it's, it's a lot of fun, which is mm. really weird. I feel like, because I, I read, like, Maybe like the first third of the book before I was like I can't do this anymore. It's too scary. I see. Wait, like recently you read? No, no, no. no. this is a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. Um, so I was still like you know well into my adulthood. Mm. Where I should not be afraid of like you know monsters in my closet, but nope, or under the bed. Um, but I was like, yeah, I couldn't couldn't handle the book. Okay. Uh, it's too good. And then I'd seen um, the uh, uh, um, the Tim Curry version, mm. the, the TV movie version, I guess, as I like, can't think it was in third grade, and my uh, aunt. Showed it to me. Ugh. Mm-hmm. And that stayed with me. And I was really yes. worried about coming in to see this because I think I'd be able to handle it. Yes. But once you get past that initial, the Georgie sequence, as I like to think of it. Which, should we, I mean, I think we do need to be careful here with spoilers. Really? Well, yeah. I Isn't mean. Isn't that like, I feel like that's the thing everybody knows about. Okay. It's all the promo material. Well, yeah. No, the, the, the movie starts with like the disappearance of a small child. Yeah. But I'm just saying, do we want to go into details? Well, or okay. we should, well, I'm just saying we should, we can, we can no, we, just warn we can, people. We can, we can stay away from that. Well, cause I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Okay. Well, what well, it was. Yeah. That was like, cause you told me you saw it first and you were like, there's something that's so scary. It was. It, it's not necessarily scary. Oh, it's really freaking me out. You keep throwing these freaking it photos up on the up on the screen. Like, give I'm you some warning. Sorry, I, <laughs> I don't want to look at it right now. I mean, I can. Ah. What are you What are you doing? Just, I'm just gonna make this oh, wallpaper. Oh, Rose, you can see what's happening okay. right now. I just said I just image searched <laughs> Tim Curry. I'm sorry. Oh. I forgot the difference. Okay, no. So anyway. okay, my my thing is, um, so. So we'll call it the Georgie sequence. Open, the, both movies in the book and the book open with the disappearance of this of this kid named Georgie. Hmm. Um, in the book, you know, there's a certain it reads a certain way. When you watch the Tim Curry version, it only goes so far, hmm. and then in this new one, it goes all the way. It goes all the way where I had to like, okay, so when I watched this movie. I was um, at one of the uh, theaters where they have like the big comfy uh, chairs. I was behind the chair on my knees watching this movie and I ducked down <laughs> beneath the chair during that sequence because I couldn't, I, was, I didn't want to see it and then just like 
the um <laughs> this like this screaming child. I, there was that, a child in the movie theater. No, no, no. no, I'm, no talk, I'm, talk, I'm talking about. Okay, guys. So, so is that too? Is that no, too let's say, let's just it's say like, just like all the we sound have to say of like this crying child. Yeah, I could, I couldn't handle it. I yeah. could not handle it. Yeah. Oh man, like, and I, and the thing is, like, <laughs> whenever I go to the theaters now, and you pass like the door, and mm. the movie's playing, you can hear that scream, and it's just like, oh god, oh man. And the thing is, like, what I did love about this movie. Is when I read the when I read the book, it's like I was a af- I was like afraid of Pennywise. Mm-hmm. When I watched the Tim Curry version, mm-hmm. I was afraid of Pennywise. Mm. But in this movie, it's like I, I wanted to like throttle Pennywise. It was a really different like I had a really different perspective coming mm-hmm. in on this. There's something about the way that they did this to where you can put your in this one you can put your hands on Pennywise. Yeah, you get a lot of Pennywise. Yeah. And so it's he almost becomes kind of like a um, like a punching bag for the kids. Yeah. You know, and, and you see him and he's like, yeah, it's it's very and and one thing I would say too about this movie, the bullies oh and my and the real adults. <sighs> yeah. The adults in this movie are almost as scary, if not scarier, than Pennywise. This, I think the adults I'll say the, the adults are scarier. Yeah. That bully kid with Henry in the TV movie, it's just kind of like, it, it's like wedgies and I'm, I'm going to get you. Right. And this one, it's like, I'm, yeah. Torturous. It's like, oh my, and his rage that he brings, yeah. oh my goodness. And I think, I think one of the things, and I'm a, I, I went through a big Stephen King phase. Okay. So when I was, this is when I was a kid, I read The Stand, I read It, I read The Shining, mm-hmm. I would watch all the TV movies. Um. And so, yeah, I think one thing that, that you get on a lot of King's work and, and kind of the, the thing of, themes of it is mm-hmm. that the whole town is, like, pervaded yeah. by this evil. Yeah. And the kids are the ones who kind of get to stay separate from it. Yeah. You know, or maybe until they're older, right, until they've lived there longer or if they don't get out, then they become evil too. But when this evil kind of – because there are even times, right, you've got the um, – the, the girl whose name Beverly, Beverly. Yeah. Um, and, and and you know there's there's a plot line where her dad is obviously like abusing her you know yeah. I mean, they don't they don't show it but you, yeah. you you get all the context clues that that he's he's definitely a bad guy um and then it almost seems like he's kind of taken over yeah you know so so the, the adults can't see that the evil that's there so I thought that was good I mean I did get to the point where I wasn't scared of seeing Pennywise on the screen. Right, yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, because I feel like there was there was something missing in that aspect. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like I was reading one review where they were just talking about the way that... Uh, it's like with Tim Curry, it was just Tim Curry, and he had to sell the, the dangers of this, mm. of this uh, character. Whereas with Bill Skarsgård... Mm-hmm. They can do some CGI. They can twist the camera mm-hmm. and, and like high speed, whatever, yeah. and all the all the different effects. I guess I, maybe that's what happens in the book. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but they can they can do some uh, some some modern age uh, trickery with technology, and suddenly it's not Bill Skarsgård you're afraid of. It's some coding mm-hmm. that you uh, that's like oh man, wow, that's a great special effect. Yeah, but I think if you feel that way, I don't know, for me at least in a horror movie, if I feel that way, like yeah. that's a cool special effect, like that's, I don't, I don't really love that, I don't, because then I don't feel as scared, mm-hmm. you know, you're, my, one of my favorite things, and this is just an image, was when um, there's the one kid, so there's kind of a house, 
right? Like yeah, a, a, yeah. an abandoned house, right? A, a haunted house. And so one of the kids is running behind there and he turns around and he just sees Pennywise and like there's like a reverse pyramid of red balloons. Yes, yeah, because all everything's pointing down, like come down to the sewers. Yeah, too, and right? just and so just that image, you know, I thought yeah. they could have done and, and they do they do a lot with mm-hmm. imagery. Like yeah. I think the film actually looks really beautiful. Oh my God, and yeah. even what you're <laughs> even the scene you're talking about, that opening scene, I think it is kind of you know, again, you're not you're not scared in this way, but you're you're it's hard to look and then when you see like this tiny little child Ugh. like had having been mutilated Ugh. and the rain and the yeah it, it looks yeah. incredible so um Ugh. but but here's what i really think i i mean here's what i think is so key to this movie being good because i i think there's a lot the movie a lot of the movie the plot and like we're talking about the the cgi stuff it makes it average what rises mm. it above are the performances those kids were amazing. They're just all ridiculous. So good. And you know, I heard someone today and they were they were talking about the movie and they were like, why does it why do there have to be so many kids? They're like six or seven. And I'm like, but everyone is freaking awesome. Like they just nail their parts mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you you want them all to have one's a kid from Stranger Things. Yeah, Wolfhard. Right? Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. He's great. They're all good. Um uh the homeschooled kid. <laughs> Is yeah. incredible. Like, I mean, you, you there, and and then the girl who plays Beverly, yeah, yeah. which someone was like, I hope they actually get Molly Ringwald to play her as an adult. That would oh, is be, that what they're that what they're going for? Well, they call they, the guy tells her, you, uh, we don't need Molly Ringwald in the group. And I was sitting there thinking, she looks just like Molly Ringwald. It's stunning <laughs> how much she looks like Molly Ringwald. I, I might have been outside of the theater at that point. I feel like there was like a large <laughs> gap. Where I was just like, I was behind that chair. I think I stepped outside for a minute. No, you gotta watch Then it I came back in. Yeah. And by that point, I'm trying to be like, what was the first thing? Because nothing's really as disturbing as that opening scene. Although, there, again, with the bullies, there are some scenes where you're like, it, again, it's not that that scared feeling, but you're like, you're you're fearing for these little kids' yeah. safety because these yeah. bullies are fucking their shit up. Yeah. You know, like and it's like because I know in the book, like he like the it like takes on a lot of different forms. Mm-hmm. In the TV movie, in the Tim Curry one, it's like he's a werewolf at one point. Mm. He comes up out of the uh, the drain the in the drain. shower at one point, which oh. I, that messed with me for a while. Me too. But in this one, it's like there's there's a there, there's just like a weird distance mm. between like it, it's not like he's gonna get you. It's like he's gonna mess with you. Well. Like he's gonna, do yeah, something to you. and that was a big complaint yeah. that I I did agree with. Um, that you know to start the movie with mm-hmm. the thing we're talking about, yeah. where a child gets taken and yeah. disappears, and you <laughs> don't really know you know their fate exactly, but. And then he could have taken any of the other kids anytime he wanted. Right. You know, so it seems like, okay, why is he just messing with them? Why is he just like... So, you know, again, the logic. I think I think the thing that, that hurt me the most, like, watching this movie, I mean, that, that made me rate it so low, mm-hmm. was comparing it to Stranger Things. And someone okay. pointed out that... Well, because, okay... First of all, there's a similar actor, so maybe yeah. that's why I draw. But Stranger Things is about and it's a, 80s set. It's now. set in the 80s. Yeah. It's you know, it's a band of outsider kids mm-hmm. who do get picked on. If you if you're talking about the little kids, yeah. right? Um, but the plot of Stranger Things is richer, and it makes more sense to me. Like this, this was just kind of like let's see it attack this kid here. Mm-hmm. Let's see it embody this kid's fear 
you know, in this place. And so it, it kind of felt like the plot of this is just kind of like point A to, you know, it, it didn't, it wasn't like a smooth, like, oh, this is what would happen next. Okay. And, you know, the made for TV movie cuts between them yeah. as children and adults. Yeah. And what this movie did was we get, or what this, what these movies are going to do, we're going to get all the kids stuff now. Right. And then we're going to get a second movie with all the adult stuff. Right. So I don't know, maybe that's what kind of gunked up the mechanism of the plot where it suddenly feels, because I literally did have points in the movies where I was like, okay, and now we've gone to this scene and there's kind of, there's no transition. Okay. I see what, yeah, I, I have, I have read about that as a complaint. Um, and now I think about it. Yeah. With the, uh, the TV movie, it's like, this, this scary thing would happen to them as a kid, but it was framed as kind of like this nightmare an adult was having. Yeah. And then you're back kind of in the present, and now they're doing this thing. Um, whereas, and it kind of like, it didn't let you think about why didn't you get him right then. But in this one, it's just because, oh, I'm just going to run through this fence, and now I'm safe. Right. And it's like, what? This, this guy can like, he can eat that fence. Yeah. You know, it's like, he, he, it's not going to stop him. Yeah, there. Yeah, especially with you know, and then how it eventually happens. He does get one of them, and you know, but it it it, it it's just two kinda, of them. Because <laughs> at one, uh huh, when he turns into like the the paint the painting lady, and he's like, oh yeah, uh huh, oh yeah yeah. But I mean, but takes, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he take he finally shows up in one of their houses and yeah. takes one of them. Yeah, and so then you're just like, okay, he just decided to do that. You know, again, it's kind of. It doesn't, why didn't he do? Yeah, why and, didn't he just do that one by one? You know, there's this lore of it, right? And and I thought that those scenes were pretty effective and scary. Mm -hmm. Like I liked how they worked in the town's history. So, for example, with the homeschool kid, you get the hands reaching uh, around the yeah. door because he was in a fire, and then but then we, um, with the little. Uh, new kid or the chubby kid I'll yeah. say who you know when he's in the library researching and you can see it kind of working in all the towns you know but again I just think they could have done something a little richer with that mm -hmm. you know tying okay. it all together I had a great time yeah 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 because it's like like with Stranger Things like you're watching um, kind of this this remake of the Goonies yeah where there's that it's a bunch of kids it's a bunch of foul mouth kids oh. getting up to hijinks but in Stranger Things, mm -hmm. oh, there's a there's a psychic girl and this alien creature, open face thing coming after him. And in this, it's like, oh, every once in a while, after like after they're done laughing, this crazy clown's gonna come up and like wave this his arm at him that he's like have like he's snacking on her or something. Which I really I love that moment. But again, it kind of like it made me like laugh with Pennywise. Right. And right. I'm like, am I what's happening right now? Cause that's hilarious. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just like, oh god. No, it was just such a, was just such a different experience. It was than the it, Tim Curry one. Yeah, and I think yeah, Bill Skarsgård did bring a lot. Like someone was talking about how Pennywise, would, like the drool, oh, would just like yes. he just drools with this oh, open mouth while yeah. he's laughing, and it's definitely again, yeah, you're not that scared. Like it's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous. But again, it's it's fun, and you can't not like you said. The kids are so foul mouthed; mm -hmm. they're obsessed <laughs> with you know like puberty. Yeah. And they're it's just like oh god, they're the best. Like seeing them together, like as little friends, and yeah, it's it's a it's a good I'm, time. I'm not really looking forward to the second movie because mm. it's like it's not going to be that much fun, and it's going to be different actors and whatever. And I feel like the the what they I feel like they've missed something now because. 
when they could have had those kids, and then you cut away to the the more sobering adult stories right. where it's like they're not gonna be talking like that. They're not gonna have those. Like, it's not gonna be that same kind of fear. Yeah, it's like yeah. you kind of lost something. Yeah, but at the same time, you've got this this whole thing like you can watch now. Right. Like I, I wouldn't show it to like a young kid, but maybe like a teenager. Yeah. Um, and they might really like appreciate it or enjoy it and connect with it. Yeah, I think Goonies, you know, when you compare it to that, are even um, Stand By Me. Right, you know, yeah, Stand By Me. It's just kind okay. of that perfect, like, coming of age. And, you know, you can see it as, like, an actual demonic clown. Or you mm. can just see it as, like, all these fears of, like, the bad things adults do. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought there was some kind of, like, very... Like very light touch, but it did kind of imply like there's some like you know racism and white supremacy in the town, mm-hmm. you know, and and different things like that. So like the evils of the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I feel like that's in a lot of Stephen King's you know books, and um, I just love King's work. I feel like it's been adapted into really great movies, mm-hmm. really horrible movies, <laughs> and then like everything in between. Like I was talking with someone about. When I was really into King, like, I think the thing that ended it... I mean, not that I don't like Stephen King's work anymore. I mean, I still read it every now and then. But, like, this particular period where I was just checking out book after book from the library. And watching movie after movie. Yeah. And then there is... I think it was made for TV, The Langoliers. Oh, man. And that... I I can't even remember. I watched that. They're on a plane. And, I mean, this is, like early days CGI. Like, I so you even... literally see like a Mr. Pac-Man yeah. like chomping the brain. Which I'm like, was is the is the story or is it a short story or a novel for the for the Langoliers where they where they got that from I or guess, what? Yeah. So I'm like, is the story good? Like I don't understand. Like why anybody would like well, want to turn that into a movie if like a I think his uh, I mean again he's he's such a prolific writer and he's written so much. I think you yeah, you have a range of stuff. Some mm-hmm. stuff is better than others. But I years. do think that, you know, one thing with his imagination, you know, he he was ahead of like what they could capture, right? And Okay, very uh, true. Very you true. know, what he's describing. And I also think that different people have captured it so differently, you know. Mm-hmm. I think Stephen King is a little bit cheesy, you know, and I kind of like some of the cheesiness. Like, that's what people always talk about Kubrick, you know, The Shining, yeah. that Stephen King hated that. And if you look at it, like, pretty much all the cheesiness, like, all the sentimentality is taken out, and it's just this very, like, um, I don't know what the word is, like, sparse or, like, yeah, anyway, it's it's a great movie, but it's not what King's like yeah. vision of that book was about. So, anyway. Um, yeah, but but I did the, the one thing leaving it, I was like, you know, other movies with a much smaller CGI budget scared me a lot more. Okay. And I think that's just kind of my my thing. Like I yeah. I find movies really scary like It Follows, The Babadook. Yeah, it's like the stuff that they did use the CGI on it's like they didn't need it because mm-hmm. they they done they because again they, they've done this movie already mm-hmm. and it's terrifying mm-hmm. so for them to come back do it now and then like make these kind of changes yeah I mean you, you, you lose something and it's not it's not as frightening like I said like there's a part where Pennywise is actually funny and that's not something I've, I've seen happen in in the part of the book that I read and then in the, in the TV movie it's like when he's on when he's there you're scared witless, and you're like, "Oh, how, how's he gonna? How are they gonna escape him right now?" Right. 
Yeah, the state. It's like scene. let's all hold hands. The, like, the, sure, I'll do that. That's why the movie. That's what what eventually happens. Like mm-hmm. the stakes just don't feel as high. Yes. And, yes. And in the end, it's more about the stakes of can the kids get away from the adults who are hurting right. them. Right. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, not only Beverly, but also I, I. I can't even pick a favorite of these kids. They were all so incredible. But the um the one who does break his arm. Okay, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he looks the, uh, so much like someone. Yeah, the hypochondriac. And is his mom, like, Munchausen syndroming him, or however you say that? I think so. Right? Like, where she's convinced him he's yeah. always sick. Cause yeah, because yeah, in the book, it's like, well, they, they do this in the uh, yeah. in this movie where they talk about how he's totally fine. The yeah. pharmacist knows it, mm-hmm. but the mom's like, you keep give, you keep refilling this with, like, sugar water because he's my boy and he's... He's weak and whatever, right, whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, so the adults yeah. are just pretty much all. I mean, not all, but but it's just about them surviving to adulthood. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll I'll see what the next movie is like. I don't have high hopes for it, but you know, I didn't have high hopes for this. And then it's kind. I don't think. I don't know if anybody yeah. had as high of hopes. I thought it was gonna be just gruesome mm. and off-putting, but it was. Oh, it was. It was such a like. It was such a good surprise. And maybe that's why it is It is so good in the context. Like, there are so many horror movies that come out nowadays where it's just about, like, you know, not just the body count, yeah, like, but uh-huh. the, the, the torture, the torture porn, you yeah. know? And I'm not saying there are no good torture porn movies. It's not a, a genre I'm really interested in watching enough movies to find the good ones, you know? And I think, like, speaking to, um, like, the surprise box office for this movie versus uh-huh. what's been, I think, if not a week year, then a week summer. Horrible summer. And it's like, of all the movies that have come out over the past three or four months, how many of them were just fun? Yeah. It is a fun movie. Can't wait to see it again. I'll like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> bring like bring like one of those fast masks forward through and one some of earplugs. Oh, I had a lot of. I do what I do Don't is wait. I make a little grid with my fingers in front of my face. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is a very effective. Well, and so, what part scared you? Okay. So then okay. you can only see <laughs> yeah. like a little bit of the screen, and if you can't see the whole screen, right. no. It, like, I look at the wall. I'll, I will oh. turn my head and be like, okay, all right, okay. And then look back oh, no, and, see, and then, because my thing is, I just, when stuff jumps out, <laughs> yeah. it does. Oh, there's so many. Oh, You okay. know, there's okay. got to be a different yeah. word between, like, scared and, like, surprised. Yeah. You know? And so I do get nervous before oh. that. And you can always tell. And actually, the, there was one scene in this where I could not prepare myself because every other, every other scene um, had the musical cues and the lighting, so you're like, okay, some shit is about to pop out. Yeah. I mean, there's one scene where he's like in a room full of like clowns, yeah. for God's yeah. sake. Yeah, it's like, okay, oh. guess what's gonna happen next? Well, yeah, and, and the, the thing I was gonna say about that first scene, too, mm-hmm. the little tiny Ugh. child who plays Georgie Ugh. is so precious. Yeah. I mean, he's like, literally like, like a little anime Ugh. precious <laughs> moments with his big Ugh. eyes Ugh. and like their relationship and you're just like, oh. And I'm like, Bill would have understood. It's just a piece of paper, man. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, so yeah, guys, go see um, it. Okay, so wait, is this episode over? Uh, sure. <laughs> but are you? Are we gonna talk about what I'm? What we're gonna do next or not? Oh yeah, well, like just typical, ho- just general homework. Okay, so, well, yeah, well, so the our next theme one's gonna is... be is friends and neighbors okay, because for, I'm now. Yes. Um, a, like a neighbor to Catfish Studios. Yes, that's true. And we're already friends. 
Although Kat says that we're enemies. <laughs> um, so in uh, enemies. So I'm going to rover her. Easiest rover ever. I'm on a show called Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. Mm, I'm so excited. Featuring none, none other than... Uh, what did he call her? Super Joan Jet <laughs> herself. Um, Kristen Ritter. Nice. Um, and I'm giving you the, the pilot... So season one, episode one, season. And we're jumping to season two, because I think season one's only like five or six episodes anyway. How many seasons um, did it have? Just two. Okay. And then it was it ended. Ugh. But anyway, so season two, episode three, and season two, episode seven. And this is a Nanachka Khan joint. I know, so right? That's why got, I'm excited. She's got greenlighted for another show Ooh. with. Um, it's kind of like a. It's, I think it's like a Pakistani lead, and it's the. Um, Greatest American Hero okay. remake, and it's run by her. And the and the, the it's a thing about like this substitute teacher uh-huh. who gets drunk, and these aliens give him a super suit, and he loses the instructions. So okay. he works with like this FBI uh-huh. agent. Okay, to, like, so superheroish. So it's like I think it's going to be amazing. You guys don't know Nanachna Khan uh, does uh, Fresh Off the Boat, which yeah. I just love. I think <laughs> I think Constance Wu is like uh-huh. a. A treasure. Um, Vanderbeek? Though? Yeah. What? Just wait. Oh, just, my God. just wait. Oh, I, man. I, I was excited about Nanachna Khan, and yeah. I was super excited about Kristen Ritter, so I'm already on board with <laughs> yeah. this, but then yeah. I was like, who's the who's the dude going to be? <laughs> who's the love interest? And it's Vanderbeek. Okay. Easiest rover ever. Okay. I'm excited. Easiest um, rovering of the I all. shall do my homework, and I shall report back and uh in the meantime did you know that mandy pitchingood was nominated for an emmy oh only nominated he didn't win i don't think <laughs> toby Maguire uh, was nominated uh, so. he's won emmys <laughs> i think i don't know or he's won oscars mandy so. patinkins won has awards. he won tony's yeah uh, oh i'm sure almost as many as toby Maguire. He, he won an emmy for um Ironically, he was now he and Claire Danes had their show. Oh, Homeland. Homeland. Yeah. Okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah, so, so he was nominated. Yeah. He lost to John Lithgow. Well, I mean, it is John Lithgow. Yeah, but it is Mandy Patinkin. Mm. But I was just happy they showed his face for a second, <laughs> all bearded. So, uh, so yeah, good time. Bearded and sing songy. They, they should have had him sing a song. I hope they make him a Spider-Man villain. Has he ever even played a villain? Of course he has. Every day of his life. Get out of my house. <laughs>